SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. Paul Acey's no stranger on SOS Radio as we talk regularly about movies, but today we're going to talk about isolation. We're going to talk about depression. We're going to talk about how we flesh that out as a Jesus follower, because a lot of times you feel like I'm supposed to have the joy of the Lord. That's my strength, and I'm supposed to be happy all the time because I have Jesus, but the reality is there are chemical things, and there are emotional things, and there are spiritual things that contribute to who we are as Jesus followers. And Paul, it's almost become like a pandemic of its own in our country. Oh, man, you are not kidding, especially this time in the coronavirus. We have seen an explosion of mental illness, and depression is a huge part of that. I was just seeing a study that 41% of us have some sort of, they're dealing with some sort of mental illness issue during this time, which is way higher than it's ever been before. There's lots of people who are hurting. This is an isolating time. This is a time when we're stuck at home. A lot of us aren't seeing friends as much as we used to. We're dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety just from, well, 2020. Just 2020 in itself was a very stressful time. So you're dealing with a lot of very difficult issues, and people are just feeling the pressure. And depression is just one symptom that comes of that. Now, Paul, you wrote a new book called Beauty and the Browns. It's about walking with Christ through the darkness of depression. And both you and your son have struggled through that. Tell us your story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I know that depression is probably not the happiest, most cheerful thing to talk about, <laughs> you know, and that's actually part of the problem, right? I think that depression is one of those things that people don't like to talk about. And for years and years and years and years, I did not want to talk about my own depression, even though I've dealt with it really ever since I became an adult. For many people, mine was sort of a gradual realization of what I was dealing with. It sort of crept up on me. But then sometimes it sort of pounces, and it took me a long time to realize that what I was actually dealing with is depression. It actually came about when I was 20-something. Essentially, I was a new boss. I was dealing with a lot of new responsibilities. I wasn't very pleased with the job that I was doing. And somewhere along the line, I had a huge stomach issue. Like I just woke up one morning and I realized that every single time I moved, I wanted to throw up. It was not something that was usual for me. And as the days sort of dragged on into weeks, when it became obvious that it wasn't just a stomach bug, it wasn't food poisoning, it wasn't anything like that, I started going to the doctor. The doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me. So finally, I decided to start looking for some other things. If it's not physical, Could it be possibly mental or emotional? And what we found out is that I was dealing with a severe depressive episode. It wasn't just my stomach, as it turned out. It was the whole gamut of depressive emotions. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I felt hopeless and worthless. And it was just incredibly difficult to even get off of a couch. I was flat on my back on a couch for three weeks. I was very lucky that I had a very patient boss who knew that something was wrong with me and gave me the leeway to try to get back on my feet. But for a long time, it was just impossible. It's something that I've learned how to manage as time has gone on, which I'm very grateful for. But as you mentioned, my son also deals with it. And I think he deals with it on a level that I was unfamiliar with. And so the book sort of sprang out of my efforts to try to help my son deal with his own depression through my own experiences. It's nothing that he and I had even really talked about. So 
I wanted to use the book as hopefully a catalyst, a teaching tool for better conversations, for a little more help. And as I wrote, it became apparent that I was still dealing with a lot of issues in my own life. And so it became a cathartic thing. And hopefully, not only will this book help my son, but it may help other people as well. When we think about depression and joy, we think about the high highs and the low lows. But the reality is for a lot of people that are walking through a season of depression or working through some sort of clinical depression or a chemical imbalance, it's more like bleak days of brown. And we're actually talking with Paul AC today at SWS Radio. Paul, you wrote a book digging into this from your story and from your son's story, but you chose to call this a beauty in the browns. Tell us a little about that. It's a strange title, I will admit, (laughs) you know, because anybody who deals with depression and many, many of us do, even if we haven't gotten it diagnosed, we are dealing with a lot of people are dealing with some very, very difficult emotions. We know that depression is not fun. It is a terrible, terrible thing. If you're dealing with severe depression, it can feel that you are in a pit of blackness. There's nothing even brown about it. You feel hopeless. You feel helpless. You are despairing of all the good gifts that God has given us. But I've found through my own depression that as odd as this sounds, I do believe that as we walk through it, we can learn something about ourselves and maybe even about God. The title actually comes from a an experience I had when I was in high school. I come from Colorado, and a lot of our family grew up in what was called the San Luis Valley. It is not the Colorado that most people would probably picture, you know, tall mountains, beautiful white snow-capped peaks, green everywhere. The San Luis Valley is dry and cold and a very difficult place to live, and that's where most of my family comes from. We went back when I was in high school to visit my grandma there, It was in the middle of February. It was cold and bitter, and everything just looked horrible outside. And my dad, who's an artist, decided that he wanted to go for a walk. So I threw on four or five coats. I slapped on some hats. I decided, all right, we'll go for this walk. We walked around through this almost alien landscape. You know, the trees had no leaves. The weeds were everywhere. Everything was brown and cold and miserable. And in the middle, as I was thinking about just how ugly everything looked, my dad turned to me and said, man, look at all those browns. Isn't it beautiful? My dad is an artist. And because he's an artist, he was able to see past what I could see. He could see the textures. He could see the subtlety and colors. He could see the beauty in that really kind of ugly place at first glance. And that's kind of what I've realized, at least for me, depression can be a catalyst toward. Again, depression is a terrible thing. When you walk through it, it is miserable. There's no getting around it. And yet, as I deal with the aspects of depression that I deal with, as I sometimes find myself on the other side, I find that there is something that I've learned from the experience. I feel that depression has given me certain things. It has given me an ability to look deeper. It has given me to empathize maybe more with people in their own troubles. It has given me, I think, a little more humility than I might otherwise have. Depression, as bad as it is, has helped make me who I am. And for me, that's a good thing because I think that God, for whatever reason, wants me to be the way that I am. 
as miserable as it is, and as much as I wish that the pain wasn't there sometimes, I embrace it, I guess, a little bit more than I used to, because I feel that God has something to say through me. And I feel that it is giving me something in my own life that I would not have had otherwise. We're talking about the beauty in the Browns. We're talking about living through seasons of depression and finding hope through that with Paul Acey. He's an author. He works with Focus on the Family. A lot of times we have him on the show talking about movies as he's part of the team that does a lot of reviews for shows and video games and things that are streaming. But, Paul, when we're talking about living through life, a lot of times we go to video games or we go to film or we go to books and literature as a place to escape. And when you've walked through seasons of depression, you're trying to find some joy, you're trying to find some hope when all you see are these different shades of brown. What have you found has helped pull you out of those seasons of depression? You're absolutely right. When you're talking about depression, one of the hallmarks is that it completely saps your ability to enjoy much of anything. Those three weeks that I mentioned that I spent on the couch, I was not doing anything except just feeling sorry for myself, essentially. I couldn't concentrate to read. I couldn't even concentrate to watch movies on the TV. I would sometimes stay awake at 3 a.m. watching all things the Disney Channel. But as I crawled out of that time, I found a few little tricks that helped me. They might not work for everybody because depression is such an individual thing. But I think oftentimes the things that I've learned can help a lot of people. One of the biggest ones, honestly, is exercise. I run nearly every day. I hate to run. But the fact is that when I run, I find that I feel better about myself and about the world around me. Running helps trigger some chemicals in the brain that makes you feel better. It makes you feel better about yourself because you know you're doing something productive. It gives you time to think, and that's something that's very important. I run outside, and I'm able to pray during that time. So one of my most fertile times of prayer is actually when I run. So that can become a huge catalyst. I found that structure, for me, really helps stave off depression. One of the things about my own depression is that I can feel helpless. And that helplessness in certain situations can make me feel hopeless. To instill a little bit of control on my life, even in this chaotic time that we're living in, can help me tamp down on some of those feelings of hopelessness. and makes me feel as though I have a little element of control on certain aspects of my life. And so the structure and control that I try to do, I lean into. Even the deadlines that I have to meet, just writing movie reviews can really help that. I think dealing with and caring for other people can be a great catalyst for healing yourself. That sounds counterintuitive, but in my own bouts with depression, I have found that I become very self focused. It's all about me. It's all about my misery. It's all about why don't I feel better. When I can turn and help somebody else, be it through a volunteer program or be it a friend, be it a family member, to look and really concern ourselves with other people's issues, their struggles, their problems, can be a catalyst to getting outside yourself and helping somebody else for a change. And that's very important because I think that that also instills a little bit of hope and a little bit of control as well. If you feel like you're making a positive difference in someone's life, that can help lose some of the helplessness and worthlessness that depressed people often feel. 
Depression tells so many different lies, and I'm Scott on SWS Radio, talking with Paul AC. He's a writer, author, and actually wrote a new book called Beauty and the Browns, and it digs into his story of depression and just going through, like, how do you find some hope in those days, in those months, in those years where you just feel completely isolated? Now, Paul, what have you noticed about the lies that depression tells? It was interesting as I was writing the book, being a movie reviewer, I came back to this idea of depression being sort of like this horror movie monster. And part of that is because it lies so often to you. We know what God tells us about ourselves, right? It tells us that we are loved, that we are worthwhile, that God has a plan for us. Depression tells us otherwise. And one of the terrible things about depression is that those feelings can be so overwhelming that we forget what we know. We forget what we've been taught. We can remember back to our Sunday school days when we would sing Jesus Loves Me, and we don't feel that love. We feel the hopelessness that depression tells us uh, we should feel. It lies and tells us that there's something wrong with us, that God doesn't love us, that we are truly broken. It's a really interesting state of mind to be in, quite frankly, because in some ways that's true. I mean, we're told that we are broken people. We are told that without God, we are nothing. So there's elements of truth in that. And I think that sometimes as we go through lives, we can feel our own failures so strongly that it makes us forget the other side of the equation, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God. We feel our worthlessness and we don't feel God. And that's probably the greatest lie that depression tells us is that either God isn't listening to us or if he is, he doesn't like what he's hearing. And if we can push away the emotions that depression pushes into our brain and remember what we know Remember what we've been taught. Remember the truth of God. That can help a lot. We're talking with Paul AC today at SWS Radio, and his new book is called Beauty and the Browns. It's walking with Christ in seasons of depression. Paul, when someone's going through depression, or they feel like, am I depressed? Is this clinical, or is this just a season? What's going on? I probably should talk to someone. The excuse that everybody says is, Oh, therapy is so expensive, you know, you're looking at $100, $200 a session, and you're just like, I can't even afford that, but I need the help, but I can't afford it. What would you say to someone who just puts up all the excuses? You need to afford it, (laughs) is what it comes down to. You really need to seek help, because a lot of times there's still a stigma with depression, right? I think that as Americans, sometimes even as Christian Americans, we feel like we need to control our own lives. We need to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. We need to cowboy up, as I say in my book. We feel like if we can't fix this thing ourselves, then why fix it? But the thing is, because of what you were just saying earlier, the depression lies to you. It messes with your brain. It twists you out of joint, essentially. The thing that we sometimes forget is that depression can be fatal. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death in the country. Among youth, it's the second leading cause of death, right next to accidents. It is the biggest leading cause of disability in the world. This lays people out flat on their back so that they cannot operate. You need to seek help. 
Um, I think that going to a counselor, going to a therapist can be incredibly helpful. Seeing a pastor can also be very helpful. It does seem like a lot of money, but the thing is, a lot of times depression won't go away on its own. You need help through it because depression does something to your brain where it makes it very hard for you to help yourself. You have to buckle down. And if you feel that sense of worthlessness, if you find that you're struggling with some of the symptoms of depression, you're not eating well, or if you're eating too much, if you're not sleeping like you ought, if you feel like you've lost the enjoyment of life, if there are a lot of things that used to give you pleasure are not anymore, if you feel hopeless or worthless, if you're finding trouble concentrating, these are all telltale signs of depression. If you have those signs, I would really strongly encourage you to go check it out and get some help because you'll literally feel better if you do. We're talking with Paul Acey today at SOS Radio. Thanks for sharing. Paul has a new book. It's called Beauty and the Browns. What's your website, Paul? You know, my website is paulacey.com. It's going through some revisions right now. You can find the book at Amazon or a lot of different places where books are sold. So it's available online. You're good to go. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.